and welcome to today's episode of the Scotland Rugby League podcast, brought to you by McEwens. I'm your host, James Parsons, and today I'm going to be joined by Alan Nash, host of the Get After It podcast and Edinburgh Rugby's podcast, Inside the Castle. So we'll be chatting about our favourite cross-code players and some of the Scottish Rugby Union players that we think would be good at Rugby League. Thank you for coming on. Um, and I think a lot of our listeners who are in Scotland will know who you are. But um, could you just give sort of a quick intro about what you do and and sort of you know, what's your involvement in Rugby Union? Yeah, well, James, thanks for very much for having me. Um, well, for me, Rugby Union, across the board, I'm a podcaster. You know, I host a show called Get After It. Um, it's the Get After It podcast, getafterit.uk, and I interview a whole heap of guests from any kind of background, but rugby is sort of the, the, the theme, a, a pretty strong theme that runs through the show. And from there, I also host the Edinburgh Rugby podcast, Inside the Castle. So from podcasting to interviewing players, pitch side after Edinburgh games, um, I'm never far from rugby, uh, from rugby content, from rugby chat, from rugby involvement. And that all stems from sort of playing the game amateur at an amateur level. I played sort of Scotland age groups um, many years ago now. Uh, Watsonians had a, had a nice, very enjoyable career with Watsonians. Won the Scottish Cup back in 2006. So got my got my time at Murrayfield. Um, but it's it's been sort of a, a passion of mine over the last couple of years to get into podcasting, to interview people that I find inspiring. And yeah, when we had a sort of bit of back and forth on, on LinkedIn, I th- why not? Let's have a chat on, on your show because I, I do love a bit of rugby league. And I think there's so many players that have gone by that have crossed codes that um, have sort of lit up the union. Let's have a chat about that and let's let's see if we, we agree on some of the players that we think have been the best. Mm. You mentioned uh, um, your Get After It um, uh, podcast. You said, and you had uh, Jamie Peacock on recently. Um, I mean, what's your sort of experience with rugby league? Um, I mean, sort of, how much do you know about it, and what do you like about it? I grew up with, like, I was a Wigan Warriors fan, definitely. And over over the years, I've, I've managed to get down. I've watched Wigan play. I've seen Bradford. I've played. I played Union at Headingley, but I've seen uh, Leeds play. So I've, I've seen quite a few games in my time, but. I remember the days of Andy Farrell, um, Sean Edwards, Martin O'Fire, Johnny, eh, Johnny, um, Jason Robinson, all these sorts of guys. And that, that was sort of my era. I think it was Sunday afternoon, you'd maybe get a replay show or things like that. But over the years, following the career of guys like Jamie Peacock, Kevin Sinfield, I've always been a league fan. I've loved the pace of the game. There's always a, a couple of good scraps. You know, they seem to be the, the tension that it always mounts in league that... There's always a couple of guys that have a set too, and, and that physicality and that the sort of the edge to the game, rugby league. It's it's just so fast paced that when I when I do watch it or when I do get to a game, and I've been a couple of the Super Saturdays at Murrayfield, there's nothing that I don't enjoy about it. I just think that code, the, the whole rugby league environment, is is fantastic and. I've never played it at an amateur level or anything like that, but we we seem to I used to do a play a lot at training for rugby union. It used to be something that we would up our fitness. So I would I really appreciate and and speaking to guys like Jamie Peacock on my show, just how fit the guys are in rugby league because it's 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 full throttle from start to finish, and it's just a, a game that I've always loved. And there is so many similarities, but when you see guys like Jason Robinson making the switch 
um, to Union. It just shows you the quality of players that are in that league world. And, and, and other guys more recent, like uh, Sonny Bill Williams, guys that can switch from Coden back again. Um, there, there's, there's nothing that I don't enjoy about it in rugby league when I get the chance. I'm there, I'm watching, I love it. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned the, the fitness side of it there. Um, yeah. I mean, other than the fitness, um, as a fan watching sort of both codes, are there any things you think watching league that our union could could learn from that and vice versa, like watching Edinburgh play, think, oh, you know, the, you know, the league team could could pick up something from this. Um, I'm not sure. As we we chatted a little bit before we came on and started recording, I think there's a lot of sort of individual skills in rugby league that. Obviously, the, the main guys, the first couple of hit-ups, the first couple of tackles, you're, the big guys are running hard. But then when you get to the later the, the later plays and the kick-throughs and the beating a man, and I, we talk, I'll probably mention his name a lot, Jason Robinson, but his ability to beat a man and change direction and not lose any pace. Rugby, league, uh, rugby union, certainly, there's, there's a lot of people say there's a case that some of the guys get too big. There's too much contact. There's not as many people trying to find a gap or there's a, there's crash balls all the time. So I think the way rugby league, they sort of set up a first couple of pace, phases, first couple of tackles, and then they're always looking for that offload or they're looking for that kick through the high ball in the dead, the dead ball area. Things like that, the, the, the rugby league guys definitely bring into union. Um, I think that only benefits union. And when you see these success stories come from uh, league to union, because more have gone that way, I think, than, than we see going from union to league. Um, that that's really what brings on my style of game in, in, in rugby union. Yeah, and uh, I mean, one thing for me watching union compared to league is that you often wait for. It seems like they, they they can only do something if they've got the advantage, um, and like there's definitely like the skill level to take on people and. You know, put out those sort of crossfield kicks and things like that. But there's, it sort of doesn't happen as often because you've got to wait to keep the ball, I guess. Yeah, well, you see guys like Finn Russell in Union. I mean, he, they'll have set moves, but if he sees something, he just goes for it. Mm. And you see, it's it's like water off a duck's back. If it doesn't come off, he'll try it again next time, or he'll try something just as wild. And it, it quite often comes off for a guy like Finn Russell or Dan Carter used to be able to do it. Quade Cooper. Uh, over and all, there's certain players that can can take things to a level. Don't have to wait for an advantage. Don't have to wait for the right moment. They'll just try things. And it's it's these guys that we love to watch. It's these guys that can can light up a game. They get the fans off the seats. Um, and and the, the more we can see of them, the better in both codes. You know, guys like um, Rob Burrow, what he's going through at the moment, obviously is is heartbreaking and. Send our love and best wishes to him, and obviously we've got Doddy. We're going through a similar battle in rugby union, but Rob Burrow can light up a stadium. You know, he he can break the line and he can go the length of the pitch. And the guys know if Rob's in space, you know, we're after him. And yeah. and, and finding these people, um, whether it be halfbacks, whether it be on the wing, whether it be hookers, you know, we've got Stuart McAnally at Edinburgh, in Scotland. He can run like a back, he can run like a centre. So just having diversity across any team with players that can not just do their own role but they can pop up anywhere and change games. It's crucial, and, and teams thrive off it. Mm. And in, in Scotland, um, I'm sort of talking about some of the, the skills that go across both sports. Um, 
do you think like younger players growing up playing Union could benefit from switching over, well, maybe not switching over codes, but sort of learning how to play both at a young age? Um, I think definitely. I mean, the more kids, I mean, I've got three kids under six and they play tons of sports. So the more the more sports kids can get around, the more outdoor activity they can do, the better. Um, whether they, they, they will definitely benefit from trying both sports, but, you know, I don't think, you could almost just let the kids play. As soon as they get up into sort of senior school, you probably need to pick which route you want to take. Um, but there's there's so many similarities. If you can pass a ball in, in union, you can pass a ball in league. Same with kicking, tackling. It's all very much the same, but it's just it gets to the that the higher level you get, you do need to pick up the different skills. I mean, if you're a front rower in uh, in league, you've got to learn how to scrum if you're going to change the union. Mm. You know, so it's you could you could definitely try and have a player that is good at both, but at some point they're going to have to be specific to to, to hone the skills that they're going to need in each discipline. Yeah, definitely. Um, I saw earlier you put out an Instagram post um, sort of asking for some people's favourite cross-code players, <laughs> I think, particularly going like League to Union. I mean, who, who, yeah. who are some of your favourites and what responses did you get? Well, well I, I agree with a lot of the responses. I'll, I'll read that. I've got, I've got stacks for Alan Tate, mm. uh, Sonny Bill Williams, Jason Robinson's a standout, uh, Billy Wiz, as a lot of people call him. Alan Tate is a, a favourite of mine. I, I know Alan Tate from years gone by. He coached me um, when I played Scotland under 18 many years ago. And just even then, he was retired then. And I knew him as a union player. And it was only when we got to know him as, as young guys, young men playing for the age group, that he realised how famous he was in rugby league. And um, even then, the fitness and the training he would put us through, it was different. It was different class. And our guy, John Bentos, um, or John Bentley, that was so famous on the 98 Lions tour. I was down in Leeds, I think it was Leeds many years ago with a Scotland age group team and we went and he presented to us and he gave us a motivational speech and he was, it was exhilarating. He was incredible. Um, what he was able to just through, through words, not with him on the training pitch, this was in like a classroom and he spoke to us, but you know, these guys have been there, done it. These cross code players, and the people that reached out on Instagram, the ones that stick out definitely are the the ones like Jason Robinson, you know, um, Lottie Takiri. He he mm. did it at such a high level, um, and and these guys in Sunny Bill Williams, to to go to go back and forth, it, it's it's testament to these guys the commitment they're going to they're going to give to the game, they're going to put their bodies through hell, um, and as we touched on before we start recording, Brad Thorne, you know, he, he operated at the highest level in both codes, won everything. And, you know, testament, he could probably still turn up and, uh, and play a game just now, well in his 40s. Uh, before we were recording, um, yeah. we were talking about um, sort of cross-code players, and you actually bumped into a few in Edinburgh, didn't you? Oh, years ago. I, um, uh, as I was asking you, I'm sure my age, it was a, a youth, is it called Skirmish now? It was called Faith Nightclub when I was out in the town. Many years. Yeah. Scrumash. Scrumash, is it? Yeah. Um, the bottom of Blair Street in Edinburgh, and it's uh, the church. It used to be called Faith, but I was in there on a Saturday night. I'd, I think I'd been playing for Watsonians, or or it was a, um Autumn International, I would have thought. And the Aussies were in town, and I've walked into Faith Nightclub, and just these absolute monsters standing at the bar, and it was Lottie Takiri and Wendell Saylor. Uh, Gitto was there, and I'm pretty sure Matt Burke was there as well, the fullback. And, we, we, you know, rugby guys, you start talking, we had a great night with them. But I, I still don't remember this day, just the size of them at the time. And we're talking mm. about um, 
guys like Darcy and and Cheslin Colby, but wingers um, like Wendell Sailor and Lottie Dikiri were just humongous guys, absolute mm. monsters, and and they successful in both codes. And it, and it got me thinking, as I mentioned earlier, that um, I would love to have seen Joan Alomu play rugby league. Yeah. Because what were the difference he had in Union? I don't think, it, maybe someone will tell me one day that he did do a bit of rugby league. I don't remember it. He maybe did it at school or, day or training or things. But, but to see him playing rugby league on the wing or, or bulldozing guys in league, it's, it would be, you know, it would, be, it would have been fantastic to see. But, you know, some of these players that have played on the wing over the years, we've got guys just now like Tualangi in the centre for England. You know, yeah. just huge guys that could do a job in the front row, back row, wherever, but they're they're running at pace and they're, they're bulldozing folk. It's, you know, it's it's exciting. But we've got to mix in the guys that can beat a man. It's, it's so important to keep the, the excitement and the pace. Mm. What about yourself? What what players have you enjoyed that have made the, the, the cross code? Well, I mean, I, I think... I mean, just talking about him, but I, I think Brad Thorne's one of my favourites. Because um, yeah. I think, I mean, again, all the, all the players listed uh, are phenomenal, phenomenal players. And but in, in some ways, they, they can have more of the sort of obvious skill set that's going to be good at both. Um, so you look at Jason Robinson, uh, he, you know, being able to step a man and being being able to just just run the length of the field that that sort of fairly obviously fits both codes i mean obviously there's, there's you know there's nuance to the d- different side of things but i think with brad thorne sort of going from being well a second row in both sports is really different so you don't you don't often see someone go from yeah the sort, the sort of the, the pack in league and then go to the pack in union and it be you know, such a specific role because then we were talking about how much a lock has to do in union and really how different it is compared to league. Um, so I, I think he's my favourite. But I mean, do you think that you'll, we'll be able to see more people that sort of do that, like go into such a specific role in union from league? Um, I'm not sure who, who's the. You tell me who's the last sort of. Um, well, Burgess tried it and that didn't work, but and how that was all handled and how that all developed, you know, we'll never know. He's done a few podcasts recently on on how he felt it went and and chat behind the scenes and all this that and the other. It didn't work, and he's and he's gone back to what he's really good at in rugby league. Um, I don't know. It's not that common anymore, is it? It's not. Right. We don't see guys getting lined up. Vinacolo's, if I got that right, Vinacolo. How do you pronounce his name? Vinacolo. I mean, going from, um, where was he, Leeds? And yeah. he made a huge impact on the wing. He was just awesome to watch. He was just fantastic. Um, mm. but you, you don't see it. It's not that common anymore. But what I would say, I mean, Edmund Rugby now, we've got big Duhan van der Merver mm. um, on the wing. He's, he's massive. He's big. I mean, yeah. the Union, there's, there's huge players coming through in Union, whereas huge players used to transfer from league and make a big difference. And we saw Farrell try it and do it. How successful was he? You know, he got some caps and he, he did it. We saw, was it Henry Paul? Uh, yeah, yeah, Henry. Yeah, and, and it's been there and a lot of guys have tried and done it, but a lot of people have come and gone and it, it's not for everybody. It, it's, it is, as you say, it's a, it's a different skill. But um, long may it continue. There, I have no problems. I don't, I mean, we, in Scotland at the moment, we've got Pierre Schumann, um, South African. He's going to qualify soon, probably next summer. Now that the laws have been changed, he's going to qualify for Scotland. 
Scotland, we're not the biggest country. And do we have depth like England and the quality of players coming through like New Zealand? No, we don't. So we have to sort of get players where law allows that can benefit our club teams, our pro teams and our nation. And if that means we have the odd rugby league player coming across that's played a lot of rugby league and is going to get a chance to play good rugby for Scotland, then I'm sure the guys will have a look at them. And I'm not necessarily against that. I know a lot of people won't agree with that. They want through and through Scottish. They want union players going all the way through and, and getting that thistle. And that will still happen. Guys like Jamie Ritchie, Blair Kinghorn, um, they come through the Scottish system and, and they could well go on to be British Lions. But they'll say as well, some of these guys like we've got in Union, uh, WP Nell, you know, they're South African and they qualify for Scotland and they hold up our scrum and they win scrums for us and they put their body on the line for us. So, hey, let them play. Mm. And we sort of touched on um, Sam Burgess and and I guess they're talking about oh, it's what people want to have guys that a union and play in Scotland. I mean, how much do you think players not transferring between the two or not being as um, prevalent a thing, particularly in the Northern Hemisphere, how much do you think the sort of media and attitudes that people have stop it happening? Um, Because I know there's a, a long history between union and league, but in, you know, in, in the Southern Hemisphere, you see guys switching between the two, you know, guys like Lottie Takiri and Sonny Bill, and a mm-hmm. relative, you know, not, not a huge amount of fuss, but then, you know, with Sam Burgess, it was it was almost like people wanted it to fail, even though, you know, I mean, I, I thought he was quite good <laughs> at Union as well. Yeah, well, I mean, I th- for social media and the way these things, it depends how, how a player, if a player looks at all that stuff, it might get in their head. But I don't know if the media look for people to fail. There's obviously a story in failure, um, but there's also a story in success. And Sam Burgess, for example, it didn't go well. And the papers and the press, will, there's a headline there. you know. So they'll probably, they jumped on it and they'll go down that route. But similarly, they made Jason Robinson into a superstar. Yeah. you know, Because it worked and he did unbelievable things that maybe no other union player has done. You know, and scored tries, and we remember him scoring against Australia and the British Lions, and getting round—I f- I forget the winger's name—and one meters worth of space, and all these sorts of things. So the media has got its role to play, and you know, Eddie Jones, the England coach, plays his games with the media and mind games and things, but they're just always looking for headlines. And if someone's going down, and they're, you know, they're, they'll they'll throw petrol on the fire, and they'll they'll put the headlights out headlines out there that that don't help the players' mindset, and maybe the teammates will read that and. He, you know, who who knows? But I don't think players and their team they'll be quite close knit, whatever the environment generally. And if someone's made the big leap to go from league to union or the other way, they're going to do everything they can to be a success. And I wouldn't think that the media is going to play too much of a role on them on the pitch. It maybe just is, isn't for them, and they're better going back to where they where they started, where they were actually comfortable. And we saw that with Burgess; it didn't it didn't work for him. It didn't work in his favour. And um, I know he's done very well in in league since he went back. Yeah, um, and we sort of off like away from the media and the sport itself. I mean, what what do you think? I mean, how how do you think attitudes could be changed where it's people, I guess, are more welcoming of people giving it a go? Well, I, th- I mean, if fans will back a player if a player comes from league. Is that what you mean? Comes from league yeah, to yeah. union, for instance. Yeah. Well, if that player comes on comes over and scores a try, the fans will back him. You know, mm. it's 
it's as simple as that. The fans are there to watch their team win. Now they may have a few beers after, or the way the way it goes in clubhouses that oh, it's not right. He's come this route, and that guy's played his whole career, and 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 he, he this guy that's moved codes has taken his spot. That happens, you know that you see pro pro players in union going back to Super Six, you know, and that takes someone's spot, and it's not always fair, and it's not always right, but. At the end of the day, it's a coach's decision, and I think fans, if their team's winning, they back they back who's on the pitch. You often see that that um, a decision's made. It's not always everyone's favourite, but at the end of the day, if the team's winning, then you know attitudes often change. Yeah, um, and I mean, sort of looking at attitudes changing, and and particularly in Scotland, it's it's not something you see very often. Guys sort of switching between the two and it's, it's unlikely to happen soon but hypothetically um, if you could we'll sort of run through some of the current Scotland Union players um, the, who do you like to see play league even if it was just in a one-off game I think I think we mentioned Darcy Graham as one um, but who, who else would you like to see and why? Yeah well the, the chat before we came on it was it was good but Darcy Graham certainly I, I was um uh, at the at the match doing the um the social media side of things and interviews when Darcy Graham scored four tries recently uh, before lockdown and I forget I think you remind maybe it was Connock but he scored four tries he was man of the match and I got to speak to him but you look at the tries that he scored and he was beating men and he was taking the ball sometimes off a standing start and he was he was looking for it and he's hungry and Darcy's come out hoik and he's just fought for everything and he deserves everything he's got and I can't but think that if he moved to league he'd be a success you know. He will take on anyone. He will run at brick walls, and a guy like that will do well, I think, in both codes. Then you look at Edinburgh captain Stuart McAnally. You know he's a hooker. He's got the skills of a of a centre, and he's he's a big laddie, and he's fast, and he's dominant over the ball because he's got that back row heritage. You can't, I can't see him not succeeding in in rugby league wherever you put him. You know because mm. he's a hard runner. He can the line we saw him against England a few years back when when England it looked like it was doom and gloom where we're going to get an absolute hiding we came back for the draw it was McAnally that scored that first try you know when he ran the half length of the pitch and outpaced wingers and all sorts and he got there and it galvanized his team you put that sort of guy in any kind of code any kind of team he's going to do well and he's going to bring on the rest of his teammates so there's certainly guys that that are in the Edinburgh squad that that I've been around quite a lot I've seen them seen them train, I've been around the, the environment of the, the, the changing room and things like that and you, you see where leaders are and you see where there's guys that that won't back down and I think you put them in a rugby league changing room and put them on the pitch, they would do a job for you. Hmm. Um, no, I, I, I agree with that. Um, and you, know, you want you want guys that are, are versatile as well because McAnally sort of He's, he's got he's got sort of I mean it's it's one of those cliches but he's he's got surprisingly good hands for a big man as well, um, and I mean one one guy we were talking about as well that from a more of a rugby league perspective um, I look at Finn Russell and think he's got the sort of the the mindset again we were talking about making plays that when you don't have the advantage I think I think he's probably the only Union player or league player that I've seen nutmeg someone. Um, so it was, I think it was against Munster. Just sort of, again, just before lockdown, one of the twenty-two meters drops the ball bethre- between someone's legs, um, and 
so there's there's a few guys there, but I mean, I mean, who else sort of big carriers that that are in the team at the moment? Would you would you want to see give it a go? Well, Hamish Watson in the back row. I mean, he he's yeah. pinball. You know, he bounces off, he, he carries hard, he tackles hard, and he doesn't give up. You know, and he's got an engine. Jamie Ritchie, anyone in the back row, anyone that's playing international rugby at the back row could probably turn and do a job and have mm. the fitness. To, to last a, a game at league and be a real impact during that game. George Horn for Glasgow, um, he's impact off the bench a lot for Scotland. I know he'll be wanting to start every game, but my God, he, he gets people out their seats when he comes on, he scores tries and his, the lines he runs, you know, the, off the back of a scrum in union, he he, he can pick where the, the winger may get tackled and he's always looking for that offload. So he's, he's working like a good scrum half um, to be on the shoulder. So if you're wanting quick ball at league, you know, if it's a fifth tackle or whatever and you're wanting someone sniping around the side, there's not many better than George Horn at the moment. Mm. No, definitely. I mean, we were talking about it before, but with the the new rules in, in league where it's sort of six again and if there's an infringement in the ruck, like, yeah, guys like John, George Horn that would... They, he, he would spot a tired prop <laughs> um, yeah. sort of a couple of miles he, away. He's looking, um, he's looking for that, but other guys will feed off him. You know, if they, if they know, George, if you've got a new set of six and he, you're, you're you're closing in on the try line and other the big ball carriers, if George picks up quick off the feed and you've got a big uh, booming front rower coming off George's shoulder, George can get it quick and release him and you're over the line. Yeah, a guy like George would thrive, especially if now there is a new set of six coming after um, the rules have changed. Given anyone with pace, quick hands, ability to get down to the ball quickly and, and feed the, the backline players, or a charging prop, you're going to get results. Another guy, remember um, the legend of Welsh rugby and uh, Andy Powell? Remember him yeah. just booming? Yeah. We obviously had Dave Denton in the back row for Scotland. Dave Denton is a kind of Andy Powell player that would just run all day, had no disregard for his body, and he would just smash brick walls down with you know with his shoulder and just go for it. There's a lot of guys in league like that. The Andy Powell, when he burst onto the scene and got on the Lions tour, he obviously played a bit of league as well. A lot of these bulldozing runners, um, you'd like to see them see what they could do in rugby league. I think that would be interesting. So the fast guys, Cheslin Colby for South Africa, he would do a job on the, on the wing for a rugby league. Uh, and, and Darcy similarly, but um, put some of the big guys in. How, how would our big ball carriers in Union face up to a, a James Graham standing in front of them? Um, in, in rugby league, that would be a good clash to see the heavy boys play against each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I, I one another Scottish guy that um, talking well again talking about South Africa there, but um, he's Hugh Jones. Um, yeah, because I, I love watching him him play because it, it was again that game against South Africa. Um, I think it was was it twice he did a pass. Behind his back, um, again, sort of really tight space and no, not really like trying to keep possession. Just sort of knew there was a man on his shoulder and just put out an incredible piece of skill. Like he, he's one that would be quite fun to watch, sort of playing on the edges in rugby league. Definitely, and 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 picking up stray kicks and all, and all these sorts of things and. I think the the more that players they obviously have game plans and stri- strategic plays and moves that they want to put on, but the more off the cuff stuff when you break the line and you know they get the fans out of the seats, that's what everyone wants to see. 
You know, there is in, big tackles and smashes and turnovers. It's all part of the game and they get everyone going. But someone breaks a line or someone does a behind-the-back pass, and they, that's what goes viral. That's what everyone yeah. is looking for. That's what everyone's looking for. So guys like Hugh Jones, he's got that. He's got a bit of X factor that he, he went through a tough patch, but then he got some form back. Um, and you just don't know. It's an exciting thing to think about. What, what would these guys be like if they didn't change codes? And it's a, it's a great conversation. Mm. So touching on the the rules changing a bit in league at the moment, I mean, it's partly to make the game quicker. Um, and I mean, they've got rid of scrums, I think, more because of COVID than necessarily trying to make the game faster but sort of with your rugby union hat on are there any things that you'd want to change about union sort of in a similar vein that like little tweaks that would maybe make things go a bit quicker like in you know new rules now there's been a break yeah, well, I mean scrums obviously sometimes you can lose three or four minutes on scrums getting reset um I enjoy the breakdown. I enjoy watching a back rower getting over the ball, and I don't know. Does it? Need, I don't know. It's a tricky one. So many the, Hamish Watson, Pocock, Richie McCall when he was playing. Um, all these guys. You got um, Sam Underhill and Tom Curry for England in, in Union. They're just specialists over the ball. Does something need to be changed there slightly or relaxed just to make them even better? Because the, the, you see guys getting up over a, a stolen ball or when they when they steal it off the opposition. And that often means more than scoring a try. You know, you're getting one over on your opposite man. Can It's exciting at the moment. Can something be tweaked there and make it, make it even more exciting? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think that for, for me, union's okay at the moment. Um, safety's a big one. They've just got to keep up on their safety and concussions. Um, there are too many players. It doesn't happen so much now that can fake a concussion. You know, they'll, they'll stay on because every player will try their best to stay on. Um, but I think the medical staff and the training now it's it's so high in an elite level um, across the board. Even at the amateur game, there, there's good medics. Most of the games that are, are keeping an eye on the safety side of things. Um, so I don't know. I like the um, uh, God. It's not the twenties. The forty twenty rule in, in rugby league. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so something like that, and uh, you've obviously got a penalty. If you get a penalty in Union, you get the throw in. But just mixing things up, to if you get a good kick or, or or put through an opportunity with the boot, that you get the ball back or something. Things could be tweaked there, but just keeping the pace of the game going. So the main thing probably is scrums. When you have reset after reset after reset, it does slow the game down. Um, and um, there'll probably be more work to be done around scrums in, in due course. Something else that, that really interests me about... Um, about league is, is two examples of Andy Farrell and Sean Edwards, that how successful they were in league with Wigan and Great Britain and things like that. But they've gone on to be such fabulous and successful coaches in union. You know, there's something in that that they've, they've moved away from their bread and butter, butter of, um, of league and established themselves as they're up there with the best, you know, um, yeah. and Sean Edwards is renowned as a defense coach. What he did with Wales, the lions, now he's in France. And Farrell's obviously worked his way to the head coach at Ireland. There's something in that, that these guys have had such a good grounding in league. They mm. moved across. Did, did John Edwards play Union at all? Uh, I don't think he actually played Union. Um, I don't remember him playing Union, but he, I mean, he knows defence. He, he knows how the yeah. 
the structures. He's studied. He's been diligent, and he and he's he's built his career, and he's got a good pal in Warren Gatlin. That's he's worked beside him for many years in a successful Wales side, and then on onto the Lions and and, and look at him at mm. France, turned up at England and 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 beat England in the Six Nations. It's there's something to be said by that, and they're both rugby league guys through and through. It's, it's a very interesting story. Well, then it's it's also interesting for me because I I was talking to um yeah Callum McClelland um. Uh-huh. Who, yeah, grew up playing league and had a year playing union and then is playing league again. And and I was asking yeah. him about what he sort of learnt and gained from union. And he was saying that sort of in an attacking sense, it didn't he didn't learn much more because again, the being a fly half and a standoff, again, while similar roles, there's a lot of differences. One of the things he was saying was the defence that he picked up. So uh, it's sort of interesting to me that you know guys like Farrell and Edwards have come from league and then put their sort of defensive stamp on Union. When actually there's there's guys that are picking up the defensive stuff from Union as well. Um, so it sort of definitely goes both ways. Oh, definitely. There's there's good things that come from both codes that that each other can benefit from, um. But but yeah, the the, the two standouts for me are are Farrell and and Edwards. They're just top of the game. But Farrell, obviously, it's interesting that that Owen went down the union route. He got in with Saracens, mm. and he's obviously become a household name, and he's he's going to be one of the greatest with the number of Lions tours he gets on, points scored, and things like that. He's been brought up probably in a league household. You know, when yeah. he was a boy, his dad was probably still in league. But he's moved to to Union, and his dad's his dad's gone down that route when he transferred, played for England, and and now he coaches in it. So there's a nice, um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's there's something in that family that is just rugby through and through, and it probably doesn't matter if Owen Farrell went to rugby league, he'd probably excel, and he'd probably climb through the ranks to to become a an international player in in league as well. Well, he's he's certainly got some of the um, some of his high shots. I think he picks up from league. <laughs> Well, his dad. Have you seen the, the the clips of his dad on YouTube? I mean, his dad was a scrapper in, yeah. in those those good yeah. old days, as they talk about when when it was um, it was uh, one man in, uh, one in all in. Um, Andy yeah. Farrell was uh, captain, obviously, but he led from the front, and that's like Jamie Peacock when I spoke to him, and he he had that famous fight, or where he knocked down uh, Willie Mason after he yeah. forward fielding. And I asked Jamie about that on my show, and he was like, "Nashi, wherever I go." Whatever rugby club it is, whatever podcast I'm on, everybody wants to know about when I smacked Willie Mason. And it was, I mean, it's that's part of the league, isn't it? It's exciting. There's a bit more of of the. I'm not condoning fighting or boxing or on the pitch, but there's a bit more of that in league, you know. And certainly in the mm. old days, you know, they would kind of get away with it a wee bit. And it's it's edgy. And, and a guy like Jamie um, Jamie Peacock, when you talk to him, you, I mean, I left that show after speaking to him, and I've kept in touch with Jamie. I mean, you're inspired. These guys have mm. been there and done it, and they've led from the front. and And Jamie's thing is never back down, you know, yeah. never back down. And um, and as he, I said, how did you lead as a captain? And he basically said, I was always first man in. And you saw yeah. that when Jamie, when Stuart Fielding was having a bit of bother with Willie Mason, who was first there? Jamie Peacock mm. was in, and he and he talks about that he wasn't the most skillful, he wasn't the flashiest player, but he would outwork everyone, and he would be there till the end, and he would never give up. There's a lot to be taken from that. There's a lot of guys that have had such successful careers that maybe haven't been the flashiest and they haven't been the standoffs and number 10s. And we could reel them off. 
you know, but they're just grafters. And um, mm. I got a lot from that Jamie Talk interview and the fact that, then you know, you keep in touch with these guys and you get them in your world and you get the right people around you, whatever walk of life you're in with business, sport or whatever, you get the right people around you, you you'll do okay. And you've got people to turn to when, when you've got a query or question. Um, mm. And I think guys like G- Jamie Peacock, Andy Farrell, they probably had good guys around them when they were coming up through the ranks. Yeah, well, definitely. Um, I mean, sort of talking about um, about the sort of rugby league where there's maybe a bit more scraps and stuff like that. Um, I think that Nathan Graham is the the rug- Scotland rugby league head coach. That is a bit of biff and baff. Um, but yeah. I, again, watching both sports, do you? I mean, why do you think that is? Why do you think there's sort of? I guess because. Union is just as intense, but I suppose why why do you think that there's a bit more of that? I suppose different kind of intensity in league. No idea. I mates. I know Jim Hamilton really well. He's he's known him for a few boxing matches in his day, and it's just the heat of the battle. You know, it's big. Yeah. Jim will tell you that that I don't know. It started and he was all in. You know, and you see it. You do see it in Union and there's no hiding from it now it's it's hard for them to get away with it with replays and refs looking at the big screen and all that sort of stuff i don't know the rhyme the reason there's certainly been some you go on youtube and search and uh, you know i do enjoy it you tell me a rugby fan it doesn't sometimes go on youtube and, and type in rugby's greatest fights you know they're there <laughs> to be watched they're there they've got millions of views we're not alone watching them they're they're, they're, they're action sport. We watch UFC, we watch boxing, and I know it's not allowed and we don't want our kids boxing and fighting, but hey, tempers, you know, things things go wrong and people people fight and get angry and it's part of the game and they'll get red carded and they'll get banned, but it happens. I don't know why maybe rugby league's a bit more... But um, certainly the rugby union players know how to have a go when they need to. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I, I, I sort of to finish up and give you let, let you go and have your your dinner. Um, if you were to sort of sell <laughs> rugby league to a rugby union fan, that you know maybe maybe someone that's been dead against watching it for years. I mean, what what if you'd sort of in a, a few sentences sort of sell the sport? Um, I mean, we've said quite a lot there about why why people would probably want to watch it, but a sort of summary for you. Like I said at the start, it's all action and fast-paced, you know, it's, and, and the boys leave nothing out there. Similar to Union, the guys, the guys, um, you see them after a game, they're absolutely battered and they're absolutely knackered, but they've given everything for the for the entirety of the game and, and anything that's sort of fast-paced, the guys putting their body literally on the line, it's entertainment, entertaining to watch. Um, so, yeah, if there is anyone out there that's uh, um, listening to this and they're a diehard league, give Union a try, but similarly the other way. Watch these boys. I mean, fair play to all you rugby league guys. It's it's full on. Um, I love the sport. I love watching it. And, and good on you for giving everything every week. It's it's an awesome sport. And uh, I'll continue to watch it for, for many, many years. And just before I let you go, do you want to give your podcasts a bit of a plug? Do check out, if you can, check out the Get After It podcast and the website getafterit.uk and um, Inside the Castle in my rugby show. So if you're mixing up your rugby content, there's tons on my show. We've got the Jamie Peacock uh, interview there and lots of rugby union chat with the Edinburgh players and Scotland players on the Inside the Castle. So 
Now, James, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on. No, not at all. I mean, it's, it's been really interesting for me. Um, and, and sort of to tag on to you there, I mean, I, I, I really enjoy listening to particularly your, your Get After It podcast because, again, like the first one I listened to, I saw the Jamie Peacock one. Um, but then, you know, it's, it's really interesting to hear about the drive of people, you know, like Jake Humphreys and then quite a few of the Scottish rugby union guys. But then, you know, you know the, the sort of varied guests that you get on every week. Well, that's that's what I do. I, I like to, to be inspired. And there's so many people out there that if you just ask them, they'll, they'll quite often come on for a chat, you know, and it's, it's just a conversation, the podcast. And I like to get the guys away from, you know, a rugby player. Everyone knows they play rugby. Everybody knows that that's what they do. So if I can get them on a different subject or, or work out their backstory or we, we talk movies or this, that and the other, it's just getting a bit of a feel for, for these players and these these. Some of them are athletes, Olympians, TV presenters, all sorts of things. Um, it, it's it's giving people a, a backstory to to these guys that they know what they do, but it gives them a little bit more. Like talking, to, I talked to Sean Fitzpatrick, um, a guy I never thought I'd get a chance to speak to, but I I contacted him and he said yes. And to, to speak to him about the nineteen ninety five World Cup final against Francois Pinar, I mean that that is all rugby, but you get a guy like that, I want to know all about that. I want to know what the coin toss was mm. like in, in the in the tunnel with Francois Pinar with Nelson Mandela in the stadium. They're the sort of questions. So if I can get down to the, the root of a famous story that someone's been involved in, I'll do that. But if I can also take them off subject and, and find out, you know, what is their favorite movie? Who's their who's their favorite movie star? What what's the you know, take them down a different route. It's it's just so enjoyable to chat to these people that you watch on the TV or you you speak to and that's what they get after it podcasts done for me it's got me um conversations with with people i never thought i'd get and anyone listening to this go out and get after it you know try things speak to people get get the right people around you because um you can really benefit from it thank you for joining me for today's episode and a huge thank you to alan for taking time out of his day to record that if you want to keep up to date on everything scotland rugby league head over to our social media at scotland rl and we'll see you next time